Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Recently, I met a 76-year-old young person, and she told me that she wanted to describe God for me. I had on a shirt that had a message that said, if you could describe God in four words, what would it be? And she said, I want to sit down with you and tell you what I believe about God. And her four words were, God is a keeper. I asked her, I said, okay, well, why is God a keeper? She says, I've seen God keep me through danger seen and unseen. I've seen God keep my family through Jim Crow. I've seen God hold me up when my mother had cancer. She said, if I could describe God in four words or less, it would be that God is a keeper. Friends, this 76-year-old young person had it right. God is a keeper, but in Psalm 121 today, the soundtrack of God tells us, and it's on loop, that God, in fact, is a keeper. You may ask to yourself, well, Josh, what exactly is a keeper? You see, to say that someone's a keeper, it means that the person has good qualities who you can have a long, lifelong relationship with. When you give someone the compliment of expressing that they are a keeper, it's an amazing compliment for amazing qualities exhibited by an amazing person. When I think about keeping qualities, I think about qualities such as integrity, longevity, virtue, understanding, compassion, and being helpful. Truthfully speaking, without a shadow of a doubt, no matter if you're going through some challenges or some rough terrain, you need to emphatically declare with me today and the psalmist that God is a keeper. And God exhibits honesty, longevity. God is understanding to all of us. God, in fact, is compassionate to all of us. God constantly and persistently helps all of us. To say that God is a keeper, it means that in spite of every situation, in spite of every context, in spite of every challenge or frustration, God is honest, God is moral, God is compassionate, helpful, and understanding to all of creation. Friends, this is Psalm 121 where we find the keeping thoughts of God. We find God described in such a beautiful manner that literally my sermon won't even do justice to it. It's in Psalm 121 where this psalm is not a standalone psalm, but in fact, it's a collection of psalms known as pilgrim psalms. This psalm was sung by believers who found them way, found their way on a journey to Jerusalem. In this song of ascent, we notice that these believers worshiped as they journeyed and praised as they were in community. 
through these ancient thoughts about God, we are given fuel for our faith today. Through these ancient thoughts about God, we can reflect on our life and understand and at the end of this sermon, if not in the middle, declare together today that God is a keeper. My hope is that the story about the 76-year-old woman will not be one that you just listen to, but it'll be one where you join in saying today that God is a keeper. But you may ask today, okay, well, give me your best shot. Give me your argument even. Why exactly is God a keeper? Well, the first reason that God is a keeper is real simple. God's a keeper because God helps his children. God helps us in ways known and unknown to us. As we cry out to God, God comes rushing in. But even when our pain lacks words or expression, God comes directly to our rescue. This is why on the way to Jerusalem, these ancient believers sing confidently about the Almighty. It's in Psalm 121 where they kick this great loving melodic song off where they say, I will raise my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come from? Question mark. Hmm. This is a rhetorical question because the psalmist already knows the answer. These believers, they're confident and lovingly have faith in God. God helped their ancestors and they are trusting that God's help will never have an expiration date like spoiled milk. They're trusting that God's help will extend to them and beyond. But isn't that our hope today and every day? Isn't that our hope that God's love will never stop flooding into our lives? God helped these believers on their journey. And guess what? God helps us on our life journey. He gives us strength in times of trouble. He gives us peace in the middle of chaos. God is a keeper because he helps us. But how specifically does God help us? You may still be asking. Well, I want you to look at verses two through four, and you're going to notice that God helps us by providing for us. Listen to these melodic and harmonious words as the psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Behold, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Friends, God provides life for us, doesn't he? He provides earth for us to live on in heaven for our eternal home. God provides love 24-7, 365 days out the year and care from now and even when we get to heaven. God provides oxygen. He provides blood to our blood vessels and bodies for us to live in while we're on earth. And guess what? As we all know, God keeps us together even when we feel like falling apart. I like to compare the provision of God to gasoline. You see, this transparent, highly flammable liquid is essential to an automobile. You can have a brand new car or a car from many, many years ago that's fixed perfectly with every part intact, but without gasoline, guess what? That car won't move. Without gasoline, the key can be in the ignition and the car will only remain stationary. 
See, gasoline, it provides the needed help in assisting the automobile in becoming mobile instead of stationary. Friends, likewise, we have such a good, good father who provides spiritual gasoline for all of us because God provides spiritual help that keeps us going, physical help that moves us through challenges, mental help that gives us peace, emotional help where he wipes every tear from our eyes and every kind of help that is ever needed in this lifetime. Friends, without God's help, we cannot move. Without God's help, we definitely cannot thrive. Without God help. We can't achieve our goals without God. Check this. We have nothing. This is why the psalmist can declare right there, smack dab in verse two, that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This God, he helps us and he never stops helping us. See, God helps Israel, but guess what? God helps us. God helps us by providing for us. Psalm 121 not only affirms that God helps his children, but check this out. We can say that God is a keeper because God protects his children. See, the protection that comes from God is needed more than we pray for and experience more times than we notice. I want you to listen to these harmonious words as the psalmist continues singing beginning at verse 5. The psalmist sings, The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not beat down on you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time and forever. Friends, the theme of protection, they feel these verses like a jelly donut. Notice with me that the psalmist sings about specific protection that comes from God. Beginning by sharing that God, he protects us, but it's specific protection. He protects us. You want to know how? He protects us in verse 6 from external forces. See, as the psalmist sings about the sun not beating down on you or the moon by night, this is imagery about protection from outside forces. These believers, you see, they were traveling to Jerusalem and in this journey, they had to travel through lonely, deserted, dangerous areas that could pose threats to them arriving to their destination safely. But they sing this psalm as a song of assurance, singing that God will protect us. God will protect us from any external force that we find along our journey. This right here is so peaceful and comforting at this moment. This is such a beautiful song because they are speaking so high of God and we can hear through their words, the confidence that they have in God. Hearing their thoughts of confidence in God, it leads me to ask even now, do you have confidence in God? Because if your confidence in God is low, it's quite challenging to believe that in times of trouble, God will protect you. The words from Psalm 121 should encourage and cause us to reflect on how God has protected us. As we think on these circumstances, our confidence in God 
will begin to rise. The psalmist here is singing about God's protection, saying God is able to specifically protect us from external forces. But in verse 7, we are also told through this psalm that God will protect us from internal and external threats. (laughs) Friends, when the psalmist shares that the Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. Oh, I like that, y'all. Because it's not saying that the Lord is just going to guard my physical body, but it's saying the inner man or woman that resides inside, the inner man or woman that will one day go up and we can have a Revelation 7 verse 9 moment, that man, that woman, God is also protecting it too. My soul is protected by God. My outer physical is protecting by God. Friends, this is a picture of an all encompassing, can do anything, can fight any battle, win any race type of God. And this is why God is a keeper. God is a keeper because right here in the text, it gives us this vivid imagery and picture of a loving parent, a loving parent doing whatever they have to do to keep their child safe physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. This right here is a picture of God providing safety and protection at all costs. I love it here because the text, when we read it, you can't help but feel that God will spare no expense at keeping us safe. God wants us safe from internal and external threats. Friends, I can't help but read these words and fast forward my life (laughs) because when you fast forward our life, we know that this is true, that God protects us from external forces, that he protects us from internal and external threats. How? Because the Lord sent Jesus. Because in Romans 6 and 23, it tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life through Jesus Christ is eternal life. And so our threat at that time was sin. Our threat at that time was leading us to a dead end. But through Jesus, our maker, the one that knows the Father God, the maker of heaven and earth, external and internal threats are eradicated. External and internal threats are obliterated. External and internal threats meet them. They meet the one that can destroy them at any time. Friends, these believers right here, they literally are praying a prayer that's really not for them. I love it because they are literally saying that God is a protector. God is powerful. We have confident in God, but they're not praying for them. They're praying for their family and their friends who have gone ahead to Jerusalem. (laughs) Friends, if we go back and rewind, Jesus had not come to earth as of yet. (laughs) So if we go back and rewind and go back in ancient time, we see from this text a form of what it means to pray to God for other people. It begs the question, as we hear how God protects us, how God keeps us safe, the question is, when is the last time that your prayers have been focused on the needs of others rather than your personal needs alone? When's the last time you rode by a hospital and found yourself saying, God, please be with all the people that are filling up the beds in that hospital? When's the last time you rode by a school and said, God, every student that feels that school or has filled that school, may you be with their life? When's the last time you ever even rode by churches 
and say, God, may your spirit fill those places, God. See, those type of prayers take intentionality. Those type of prayers mean that we have to take ourselves from the center of focus and put someone else there. That's what the psalmist is doing right here in Psalm 121. The psalmist is singing confidently beautiful words about God's protection, but is also singing great prayers for God to protect other people as well. Friends, if we thought about it, I'm sure we too might be driven into singing about how God has protected us and how we hope and pray that God will protect other people. Friends, we could make a song about how through internal threats of stress and more, God has kept us. Think about it for a moment. Through crime, God has kept us. Through cars swerving in our lane on I-20, I-75, or I-85, or even 400, God has kept us. Through a deadly virus, we are getting to some form of normality. God has kept us. Even through bad leaders reigning, God has kept us. God has protected us. And we could easily, just like this psalmist, have great lyrics, great prayers, and great songs about God's protection. Why? Because God proves to be a mighty, mighty protector each and every day. The psalmist says that God protects us, but how does he protect us? He protects us from external threats. He protects us from internal and external threats, but yet he also protects us from what verse 8 would describe as all harm. Look at what verse 8 says, and it bless my soul. I pray it'll bless you. He says that the Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time and forever. You cannot read and not and hear that and not feel the promise of God. These believers on their way to Jerusalem are prayerfully confident that God helps creation and God protects humanity. There is no limit to the help of God. There are no bounds to the love of God. There are no restrictions to the protection of God. And with confidence, even while traveling in rough terrain and challenges presented, these believers sang confidently, not about what they thought, but about what they knew about God. From these eight verses, they are really exclaiming and really singing to the top of their lungs that God, you are a keeper. Friends, they're saying with their bodies and with every step, God, you are a keeper. Friends, if you had to make a song about God right now, what would it entail? Would the lyrics be this thoughtful? Would they overflow with confidence like we find in Psalm 121? Or would it be filled with doubt? Friends, I want to tell you today that the lyrics of life should sing a powerful song about God. As I think about the lyrics of life, I remember just yesterday, I recently spoke to a mentor of mine, and he emphatically declared in our situation these words. He said, Joshua, I know God personally to be a provider. I know God to be a healer. 
I looked at him for a moment and said, man, that's good. He went on to tell me something that I had absolutely no clue of, and that was that six months ago, my mentor was on a ventilator, lying in a hospital bed ravaged by COVID-19. He told me how he felt fear like he had never imagined or experienced in his life. He told me the questions that were just going through his head, questions such as, who would take care of my family? Would my family even make it? Would they be okay on a ventilator? Doctors told his wife that he more than likely would not make it through the night. His wife could not even come in due to COVID-19 protocols. And at his lowest moment, his wife called his room phone. And he was so weak that he couldn't even hold the phone by himself to his ear. Yet he had a loving nurse who held the phone to his ear. And his wife was on the other side of that line praying for him. Wouldn't you know it, five days later, my mentor came off the ventilator. And he said, Joshua, nobody could ever tell me any differently. God is a keeper. God is a healer who provides for all of his children. Friends, what my mentor experienced is God who kept him through every single thing. It was God who kept him from external and internal threats. It was God who helped him even as he laid in a hospital bed ravaged by COVID-19. It was God who helped him as God spoke through his wife's prayers and through the nurse who even held up the phone to his ear. It was God who kept him. And guess what, friends? It's God who keeps us. God is a great keeper. He keeps us by loving all of us, even the messy parts of us. He keeps us by protecting us even when we sometimes forget to pray. He keeps us by helping us even when we're too prideful to ask for help. He keeps us by giving us finances even sometimes when we squander it. He keeps us by watching over us even when we are asleep. He keeps us by protecting us while even we are awake. God is a great keeper. <laughs> Friends, God is a keeper in the way that he keeps on loving us even though we have a love-hate relationship with hatred. <laughs> he keeps on loving us even though we don't even give him the credit. God is a keeper. God is a keeper in the way that he comes in and gives us heart surgery and he comes in and loves us and he comes in and gives us forgiveness and he comes in and gives us mercy more than we deserve. God is a keeper. He's a keeper in the way that he's worked through physicians to give us the COVID-19 vaccinations. He's a keeper that he keeps on giving us not only second chances, but third chances, fourth chances, and fifth chances, sixth chances, and seventh chances. God is a keeper. But as I read Psalm 121, the question that God posed to me that I want to pose to you is will you hold on to God as tightly as God holds on to you? Will you stop allowing your circumstance to dictate your faith? Will you stop allowing people that may provide church hurt to make you think that Christ don't love you? Would you stop treating Christianity like a fad and using your faith to actually root you so that you can live a life that glorifies God.
Friends, I want you to know that no matter what you may experience, God is a keeper. He keeps our soul. He keeps our going out and our coming in. And he loved us so much that Anthony Brown had it right that he thought we were worth dying for. He loved us so much that they hung him high and stretched him wide. He hung his head and for us he died. That's love. And I don't care what friend you have. Most of the friends that we call friends won't die for us. But God sent Jesus to do just that. And so friends, maybe you know God to be a keeper. Maybe you just need to reflect on that more so that you don't allow circumstances to dictate your faith. But there may be somebody who is watching this who may say, man, I, I didn't know that God loved me that much. And I want to tell you, yes, God does. If you're watching this and you're ready to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can do so right from where you are. How do you do it? I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to walk you through it, friend. You do it by repeating a short prayer. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's pray together. God, I admit that I need you in my life. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. And I confess that Christ is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.